I'm James. I am 27 years old and I'm from the U.S. Lived there for most of my life and then now I'm currently living in Albania. My name is Martin. I'm 28. I'm from Bulgaria and I'm currently living in Germany and to be more exact, Nuremberg. My name is Cameron. I'm 24 from Brighton in England and now living in Valencia, Spain. And this is The Expat Show. Welcome to The Expat Show. I am one of your hosts, Cameron. It's so hot here today again in Spain. What, what's it like out there? I ain't complaining about Germany, man. <laughs> it's no, it is nice, nice and warm. Yeah. Yesterday when I went to work, I had to wear long pants, boots, because it was pouring rain, and a sweatshirt because it was like 20 degrees outside. I have to do that anyways, because <laughs> at the office they keep like 90 degrees. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was just wishing I could have been in Spain with you, Cameron, because I was like, dang it, I would rather be sweating right now than freezing. Yeah, oh, as I always you, said during winter, I miss skating the summer. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you definitely didn't want to be here today. Uh, this morning when I had to go to work, I had to get the metro. And for some reason today, everyone decided to get the metro. So there was probably about 200 people all in one little cabin in about 33 degree heat. It was not fun. With everyone holding onto the rails, armpits out. Yeah, armpits <laughs> out for everyone, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Has uh, how's how's your week been since the uh, intro last week? What, any any interesting stuff going on in life? Um, you know, as they say, there's no fun in Germany. Get back to work. <laughs> 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 Always working out there in Germany. <laughs> oh man, we make we make only the expats jokes. actually. <laughs> yeah, we make those jokes a lot here because. You know, our, our foundation is started by Germans, and so there's still some Germans working in the executive positions, and so it's like, oh, we can't be caught not working, even though it's like the least busy three weeks of my of my year right now at work. It's like, nope, you have to pretend like you're doing something at least. Yeah, that's the German yeah. way. They actually just pretend to be busy and not do anything productive. <laughs> Isn't that the way everyone does things, though? I mean, that's what I did in the U.S. too, so... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in Bulgaria, it's a bit different. <laughs> do you, you just don't work in Bulgaria? No, you, <laughs> you, you, you either don't do or you bust your like crazy to work because you can get fired like that. That's fair. In, in the UK, it's, uh, lots of the jobs I've had is kind of like the, the task fills the time allotted. So if, if I get two hours to do something, it's going to take me two hours. But if I had 20 minutes to do it, I could have done it in 20 minutes, you know. It's kind uh, of that okay. mentality. Yeah. Yeah, in Albania it's mostly you just, you, you get your task done in the short amount of time as possible. Not for me, but like in general. And then you just kind of hide or, or, or you know, don't really do anything until someone tells you to do something else and then you move on to that other thing. But you're not, you're rarely out looking for the next thing to do. Yeah, that's how yeah, I do it in like, Germany as well. Like, yeah, if if something I need a day to do, they would plan a week for me to do it, and I'm like, Ugh. right. So then you I'm, make it I, take a week so that the next time they don't only give you a day. Uh, no, I mean it's like I have two options here. Like, I either start complaining 
and argue with them that this can be done faster and they don't believe me. They think that I mm-hmm. would screw up the quality of the work. Or the other thing is they actually believe me and they will give me like seven times more work, but the rest of the people that are there, they're gonna get the, se- uh, the old amount of work. So I'll be working a lot more and getting paid the same. Yeah, so I actually had this discussion yeah. relatively recently with my, with my supervisor who's, who's German um, by his passport, but he's grown up in Albania. Um, yeah. Almost his entire German. life. <laughs> yeah, he's like half and half, even though both both his parents are German. But we had this discussion where he was saying, you know, imagine you have two coworkers and one completes there for eight hours, completes a normal amount of work for eight hours, you know, whatever. But coworker two completes the same amount of work in two hours. So instead of eight to five, he's there eight to ten, and he does everything. Which one's the better coworker? And Germans would often say, well, just take the second one and make him work a full eight hours, and then he's a better one. But then as soon as that happens, the second coworker sees the first one and says, hey, he's making two hours of work last the whole day, so I should start doing that so that mm. I don't have to, because I'm getting paid the same amount as him, you know, that sort of thing. So this yeah, was know, like... That's the biggest problem in Germany right now, because it, this approach is applied in living. A lot of people that don't have jobs are getting more money than people that have jobs. Right. So a lot of people are saying, yeah, why the hell should I work and pay taxes when I can just get benefits from the country? Mm. And right. this may lead to a big problem because at some point everyone will just stay at home and not work and there would be no one to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and then no one would get the money from staying home. Yeah, there, there was actually this interview uh, with this German kid. They asked him, what do you want to become when you grow up? And he said, like, unemployed like my mom and dad. <laughs> that is pretty, pretty terrible. In, yeah, to be fair, it's cool to get a salary and stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in Spain, it's kind of like the people want to work. It, they, I'm talking more about people in government positions, like they're working at the... Uh, like the foreign a foreign person's office and things like that. It's uh, the bureaucracy in Spain. It's like I I went there the other day to get my padron, which is, makes me a resident here in Spain. The the woman that took my passport, I I I kid you not, she took two minutes just to find the photo page of me. She was looking through every single page from the front to the back just to find the picture and it's like, oh, there it is. She then takes another three minutes to go and take a copy of it, comes back and it's just like, everything is just so slow. It's like, do you want to work or do you just want to waste my time? Because it's, yeah, that's, the that's a lot page? of mentality. I Spanish, think here's yeah. the best place to insert a, a short clip from Zootopia with that slot where he was like with the stamp. Exactly. Isn't, isn't the photo page the first page in your passport? It, it's the second, but okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, it takes a long here. time to reach the second one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she just wanted to yeah. see all the places that you've been. <laughs> Not many, let's be honest. There's a lot of empty pages. <laughs> what, what was then worse is she, she entered my details on the computer. And I, I, don't, I don't know what it was, but she would be like looking at me, but over my shoulder. Not saying a word, just like looking through the distance. It's like, is there what you're looking at? You know, it's making me feel a bit unconscious, like self-conscious. Like, mm. 
Yeah. I mean, can you blame her? Her <laughs> job is sitting behind a desk and entering details of people's passports. So your experience you is still do? better mm. in Spain than mine. Every time I went to do something when I was in Spain, I, I received the same answer always. Mañana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely the me the mentality here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was a good time to tell the people listening back at home where they can find us individually. Uh, myself, I make YouTube videos. You can find me youtube.com forward slash Cameron Clark Spain. How about you guys? Where can they find you? I mean, all over social, anything, whatever, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, slash uh -huh. James Lightheart, L-E-I-T-H-A-R-T. For me, it's a bit more complicated as I explained in the previous episode. So <laughs> for YouTube, at least you can use slash Martin Ivanov. For the, for the rest of the social media, it's Marto Ivanov 91 because there are a lot of them. <laughs> how, how would you spell Ivanov, Martin, for the people listening at home? Yeah, this is actually a question that I received for the first time from you. No one had problems ever. I think that's the only <laughs> Eastern European name that no one has a problem because every second uh, villain in an American movie is uh, Ivanov or Petrov. <laughs> True. For myself, I did struggle to find you. Uh, so yeah, how how is it spelled? How is it spelled? Just just for my for my sake. Yeah, it's it's I V A N O V. Well, seems simple very enough. Good. Very yeah. good. Very good. So I was, yeah, I was blessed with a unique enough last name where I I was able to to snatch all of the the exact same socials and with just my name. It's it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be the guy that got the at Bob. It's just like the most simple yeah. name, but it's taken everywhere. I want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you see, well, maybe not if you're not on Twitter, but Casey Neistat just recently, within the last few months, got his handle to just Casey, at Casey. It used to be Casey. Yeah, I think Casey he said Neistat. that he paid a, a lot of money for that. I feel like he probably just called the, the owner of Twitter and, and said, hey, you know me. Uh, you want to do me a favor? No, actually, he made he made a video, but I wasn't. I'm not sure if it was for Twitter or from s some other social media. Is that they tracked down the guy that had this and had to yeah. convince him, pay him. He didn't say how much, but obviously it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if a millionaire come comes up to me and say I want that handle, I'm gonna be like, okay, uh, at least a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> It, well, if if someone came to my home and uh, asked for, asked me for my Twitter handles or to take my my names in my own house, I would say uh, say no. But talking of homes, I think that is a good segue into <laughs> the main topic of of this podcast. Here is uh, is home. We're talking about our homes. For me, I don't know. Spain is starting to feel a little bit like home, and England more of a I don't know. It's, it's, I've got the I've got the sense of home for it still, but I'm kind of getting the second home feel. It's a, it's a strange feeling. Have you guys had something good, similar with that? Well, how how long have you been in Spain, Cameron? Yeah, uh, I've been here since December, so we're yeah. already now okay. July. No, that's, so that's not a lot. I mean, you're still in the honeymoon period. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could be, I could be, I could be seeing Spain with rose-tinted glasses still. Yeah, it's not hard. I, I know where you at. It's not hard. Uh, I was there for like six months and it was amazing. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for me personally, when I decided to leave Bulgaria, it's like I gave up on that country. I said, like, screw you, I'm going away. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah. yeah. My, my parents them? are also here, my wife is here, so home yeah, is that's, where that's those fair. people are at. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing for me is is I get a lot of people asking me where are you from and it's easy in Albania. The, my first response is just oh I'm from the U.S. But then someone knows a little bit more about the U.S. and they say oh well what state? And uh, most people in Albania only know New York, Los Angeles, Cal or uh, Chicago, Michigan, whatever. But when someone who knows a little bit more asks me, I don't know how to answer because I grew up in one state. And then while I was in university, my parents moved to another state. So now my family doesn't really live where I grew up. So there's this disconnect there. And so then people are like, well, where's home for you? And I'm like, well, I guess home to me just is where I live, you know, or wherever I am. And so for now, I've been in Albania for um, just over 11 months. And I would say that this is home now. Mm -hmm. but it, But it also, like only recently started to feel feel like it. I mean, in my apartment, I finally, if you're watching video, you can see this plant behind me in the kitchen. And I finally, like, have started doing things in my apartment that make it feel like somewhere that I, like a, like a, like a haven that I want to go and, More and relax homely. in. Yeah, exactly. More mm. homely. Yeah, actually, I tried than, the same thing when I moved to Germany. I got a plant. Sadly, I had, like, five that died on me. Because it was too cold? Because <laughs> it was too cold? No, actually, so actually, they died because it was yes, too hot. Yes, Cameron. <laughs> I'm like super lucky. My apartment is super warm, and they died in the middle of winter because it was too warm for them. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is a shame. That my plants shame. are supposedly supposedly native to the Himalayas, so I think that they'll be okay no matter how cold my apartment gets. I don't think it'll get as cold as the Himalayas. <laughs> my my plant is from the land of. Aikai. Oh no, I'm reading it upside down, it's Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> home oh, of man. the home interiors. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. So, one of the questions that I get often is, um, well, this whole idea of home, but like they say, when are you going home? Like, because they think, um, or, or how long will you be here? And I've noticed this when I moved to Hawaii. I only lived in Hawaii for a year, but when I lived there, my mindset was, oh, this is, my, this is where I live now. You know, It's not, I'll be here for this, this amount of time and go home. Um, if I go to Hawaii, I would say that's my home. I won't move yeah. away from there. <laughs> yeah. so, Even if you move. <laughs> so it's the same situation here where it's like, people are like, okay, but where's your home? Like, like, when are you going home? And I'm like, well, no, I live here. This is my home. But because I have a passport in a country that, to Albanians, is a quote-unquote better country, they don't understand why I would want to stay here. So does that happen to you where people ask you, oh, great that you live in Spain or great that you live in Germany, but when are you going home? Or, or uh, how long are you I don't, I don't think here? anyone ex is expecting me to switch from Germany to Bulgaria. <laughs> even even, even <laughs> Bulgarians? Well, I guess Bulgarians wouldn't think, when are you coming back? Because they're like, you, you made it out. You're in Germany. You made it out. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. like that. But yeah. to be fair, I, I don't th think I'm sticking around here forever. Right. Uh, it's like, it's this small sense of being homeless a little bit when you leave your country. It's like, you don't have a, a home country anymore. You, you gave up mm. on that place. 
Right. And no matter where you go, it's not gonna be your home country because you didn't grow up there and it's different. Uh, so might as well just make the best out of it. Like I'll stay in Germany until I feel good. When I stop feeling good, I'll move to the next country that I feel good. Right. So it's right. almost like you're still still finding your home where Bulgaria was like a relief to get away from. And it's like now you're traveling to find the place where you can settle, where you think this is it, this is the place that I want to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't think I'll find such a place. I mean, I, I, I view it more like traveling around Europe because this is my limit. I really hate flying, mm. like really, really, really hate flying. So I'm limited to a drive distance, basically. Mm. And it's it's like moving in the U.S. for uh, for Americans is like going from one side of the country to the other. Is that this is how I see it? Going from Bulgaria to Germany, or then moving to Spain is just changing states. Yeah, yeah. I, I I see that. I think a lot of people have the notion that home is the place where you were born. For me, in particular, that is true because I was born in Brighton and I lived in Brighton for twenty two years of my life and. It definitely feels like it's the, that's my home city. It's like there's always going to be a part of me that is still in Brighton. So I, I think it's, I don't know if it's just a British thing where it's like where you're born is where your home is. So I think when people might be asking you that question, James, wh where is your home? And you're like, well, it's like I've been from state to state. I think they might be asking like, where is, like which state were you born? Right, but then the problem comes where <clears throat> I was born in Alabama, and then when I was two years old, I left and didn't go back to Alabama until, or didn't move ever live in Alabama again until I was 22. That's so, decided, man. There isn't even a song that Alabama is home, so that's your home. <laughs> uh, yeah, that never yeah. gets old. But I mean, I, when I was two or three or something, we moved to England, and my dad went to University of Cambridge for a few years. And then we moved to the other side of the U.S., and so that kind of became home for 13 years. But I didn't like it. It was similar to Martin where I was just like, I got out of that state and I was like, you know what? Forget that state. I don't want to go back there. Um, yeah, and then my family... I think you learn to get easily detached from places this way. Well, especially places that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, it's been very hard to detach myself from, from when I live in I mean, Hawaii. I do feel nostalgic when I visit places where I, I used to live. But when you see that the people that you had nice memories there are no longer there or you and lost contact with and, them. And it's, it's meant different. to be it's meant to be nostalgia. It's not meant to be like, hey, relive this. I think about that a lot when I think about um, the US. It's like, oh man, like I remember when I would bake cookies at my parents' house with my sister or something. That was fun. And I'm not missing like it, I'm not missing it. It's just like this nice memory, this nostalgic memory mm. that I have. And it's not like, mm. oh I want to go back and do that again because when well, actually, there. for me, it's the other way around. I, 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 I really yeah. hate nostalgia. Like, it makes me sad. Uh, uh, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, it makes you sad, but like, like, it's like it's nice to experience at the same time. Yeah, it's like I missing, do prefer to look to the, good the future more. Like, right, of course, of course, always. Hmm. But it's so, so I think that when you're thinking of like these older things, when you have this nostalgia, it, you're not wanting to go back to that particular. Situation. It's like you're you're um, being uh, you're relishing the memory of it. You're enjoying the memory mm. of of mm. 
you know, like yeah. I'm enjoying the memory. What I'm actually eating. makes makes me sad in Bulgaria is that usually nostalgia is like you go to a place, you have a really nice memory of that place, you had fun with friends and whatever, and then you look at it and it's a piece of yeah. It it's just mm. so degraded that it has nothing to do with your memory, and you just feel sad how things get worse. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so you're you're seeing it from a point where, uh, yeah, it's, it's not. There's like nothing to miss there or be happy for when you go back. It's almost like oh, it's nothing's changed since you left. I've I've had a similar experience there with my um, my partner when she was she's Spanish when she was living with me in the UK. She she didn't enjoy living in the UK at all, like because of the weather and things like that. But it's because every time she tried to go back to Spain, it was. It was like the recession, there was no jobs, or it was just like a terrible job, part-time, four hours a week and not enough to survive. So I, I, I've had experience living with someone that has the same sort of feelings as you towards their home country, Martin. So I definitely can relate there. Yeah, to, to be fair, like I experienced the returning to your home country after Spain. When I got back, like it took me, I don't know, three, four months to like feel just a little bit better. Be during that time, I was like super depressed. And the uh, th first yeah, three or four months back in, uh, in Bulgaria? Yeah, it's like, okay. I was living in this amazing place in Spain, like I fell in yeah. love with it. And then I go back there and I, I only see the things that are bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't see the joy in it anymore. It's just, you just gotta get out, you gotta, itch you got an itch to go i i saw a tweet the other day well maybe it was it was it was earlier this month a couple weeks ago maybe um from a friend of mine who spent eight months playing basketball in uh moldova and professional basketball in moldova and he said something like i'll never forget the feeling of walking back into the atlanta airport in the u.s after living in eastern europe for eight months like during like the winter time because it's basketball <laughs> season and just the, the feeling of like, I'm home, I'm back in, on good old US soil, you know, like, whatever. And, and I think, would, will I think that when I go back? And are there things that, that when I get there, I'll be like, wow, I really took this for granted. I really missed this aspect of, of being in the US. Or yeah. will I just think, oh, it's just, I mean, I'm just going back to another country, you know, like, has it, have I, has this idea of home for me kind of shifted so that I'm kind of like on nomadic. the other end of the world. Yeah, and like nomadic enough where it's like, I know I'm just going, if I go back to the US, it'll be for like a visit or something. And it's like not yeah. actually like a. Uh, um, going home. Yeah, so yeah it's more I think like it depends on how. It's not a homecoming. Nationalistic mm. you are. Yeah, yeah, it's um, Materialistic, like is that what you said? Nationalistic, not nationalistic. Materialistic. Oh yeah, yeah. Nationalistic. For example, I like I was like really, really nationalistic. That's why I didn't leave directly after high school because most people in Bulgaria tend to leave directly after high school to go in a university uh, abroad, like the UK or Germany or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I decided like uh, I will stay here. Like I will do the right thing, work, pay taxes. This is what this country needs to get better. Uh, go and protest when there is a uh, meaningful protest and all of that stuff. Right. And yeah, after like years of 
crushing work and studying in Bulgaria and just fighting with the system to make it better and see no change at all, I gave up completely, like, and I switched yeah. my mentality. But right. before that, for example, the first time I went outside of Bulgaria was in 10th grade. I went to the Netherlands. I stayed, stayed mm. there for a week and yeah. it felt like it was months. When I got back, I was like, I ain't leaving this place no more. Right. Like, yeah, you like just see how, how the mentality can change. Right. Completely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just after one week. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm kind of in the same situation where James is, I haven't been back to the UK since leaving. Wow. I don't, I don't know that's how actually, I'm going to... That's actually really impressive to me because it's not that far for you to get back to the UK. Definitely not. I mean, I live, I live 10 minutes away from the airport. And I, I can see the I can see the aircraft take off and land when I want to. Making and that a mental flight. note for later when I want to visit Spain. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> you can come. I'll, I'll pick you up just as you're getting your uh, bag off of the. Uh, yeah, Cameron, just an idea for you. Maybe you you should pick up a, a second job like a Uber driver or something. Hey, <laughs> Martin, don't tell him that. Then he will have even less time to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a struggle to find time as it is, but um, yeah. he will interview directly yeah. the the people in the in the car. Yeah, just record <laughs> it in the car. <laughs> that could be a good podcast, actually. Uh, cam in the cab—that's what it would be called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe one day. Stay tuned for that one. But, um, but, but yeah, so it's it's only yeah, a just two hour just don't flight. name it fake taxi because that that's already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, swiftly moving on from, <laughs> from there. Um, it's just a two-hour yeah, so flight? Just, just two-hour flight, yeah. Um, and, it, I mean, the, the flights are cheap enough. It's like if, if you book them far, far enough in advance, you can probably get a return flight for 50 euros. Yeah. It's like super cheap. It's just, again, it was... Uh, the, the first couple of months I wasn't employed, so it was kind of like the more of the honeymoon periods, like being excited, looking at new apartments, looking for work, things like that. I didn't really think of home. But now since I've been living in this apartment, since I've had my full-time work, it's kind of sunk into reality that I'm actually living here now in this country that's not mine. And it was only like the other day, probably mid this week, I was, I was laying there in bed and I, I did have like a strong sense overflow me of like I actually miss the UK but I don't know if it's the UK that I miss or just the people in there exactly so where, and, where I'm going and, with this is like maybe home is the people right and I, and I get that like people ask me what do you miss the most about the US and in reality there's not really anything that I miss but then it goes back to this nostalgia where it's like I miss being in these certain situations with these certain people with with my some of my family members, with you know my, some of my friends, that sort of stuff, and it's like, oh man, I remember when I would go and go do trivia at a at a bar with some of my friends, and that was super fun. But I'm yeah. not really like, yeah, it was fun, but it's also in the past, and it wouldn't be the same if I went back now, you know. So yeah. it, it it does have to have a lot to do with people. Um, yeah, definitely. And I mean, when that's you, yeah. same I had with with my wife and my parents. Like the first year, I was completely alone here, and it was really depressing. But as soon as my wife moved here, it, everything changed. Did you, did you, were you working your first, like when you first moved there? Were you, did you have a job when you were working? Yeah, I, that's and did you, one of the reasons why I moved. Like I directly found a job, like I got the proposal. Right, okay, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Did you make friends from your job or no? 
Uh, just one. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I just, it took, took also months, like. Right. Right. No, I, I was blessed in the in the <clears throat> job that I got before moving to Albania, where it, I'm surrounded by like quality people um, in every aspect of the organization, and they're not all people that I'm going to spend a lot of time with, but there's you know a few that I know that like. I can if I need something I can go to this person or if mm. if I need someone to talk to or if I need someone to listen or if if I just need help for whatever reason but then also yeah. there's this camaraderie and this friendship from mutual interests and you know just just good conversation and that sort of stuff and so it's you know going somewhere I, people think people in the US and people that follow my Instagram and stuff think that I just like decided to up and move to Albania with no prior prior idea of anything But it wasn't like that at all. Like I had a job set up, I had a place to live set up, and it was like, I mean, it really wasn't that much different than just moving to a different state for a job, sure. except that it yeah. was thousands of kilometers <laughs> further. Yeah. All the way on the other end. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have the same as well. It's like the, the people I work with in my full-time job, um, it's, a, it's a startup company. It's only been around a, a few years. So then their sort of motto is like, like being active, being energy, like go for what you want, take what you want. And it attracts a lot of like-minded people like ourselves. I'm sure some of the people that I work with are going to be guests one day on this podcast with us because they're the majority of people that I work with are expats as well. So we all have things in common. We're all going through the same experiences and it's nice to have that group of people that are experiencing the same right. thing. And I think it's in that group which is making Spain feel a lot more like home as well because right. this group of people here are turning into family already, you know? So I think it's uh, definitely definitely the people that make make a place a home. Yeah, for me it's, it was a bit different because like Germans are hard to, yeah. to befriend and just to contact and like most of the people- It's the same with the British, it's the yeah. weather. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most of the people I uh, interacted with uh, were Balkans, like, not um, almost all, but completely all <laughs> were Balkans, like, uh, Romanian, Bulgarian. Uh, yeah, there were some people that were actually born here, but they had, like, heritage right. from, from the course. Balkans. Like, like the, the only German I befriended was actually uh, the boyfriend of a Romanian colleague, so it's... Yeah, <laughs> okay. We, he was already open to like foreigners because a lot of Germans are closed right. off. Right. Yeah, I, that's what I've heard and that's what I've understood about Germans for the most part. Interesting. How 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 are the Albanians? Are they are they warming welcoming? The, people? the Albanians are like the most welcoming people I've ever met. Like most generous people. Well, I mean, it's hard to say something about a whole people group, but it's very it's very yeah, easy to get yeah. connected. And I mean. I, it, it makes you wonder about the depth of your uh, relationship with somebody, but you know, there. I mean, doesn't matter who it is; they'll they'll help you if you need it. You know, like if I, you know, I, I need something or I, I don't know where something is, and everyone will be willing to help me find it. Or I walk into a store and I'm trying to find something, some dude that doesn't work there that I've never met before will be willing to help me find it. Or you know, the people that know English are generally very happy to jump mm -hmm. into a conversation if if my Albanian is not good and enough to be able to connect with somebody else, you know, yeah, and speak English. Um, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. You, you do forget you're a rock star 
when you come from the U.S. on the Balkans. Right, but but it's that way. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I imagine if I go to Albania, the, it would be a bit different when they and possibly uh, and, and, and unfortunately I can't speak to that because I don't know. And then my friends that also are in the same situation as me are mostly German, so they can't you know they can't speak to it either. But I have a few. Um, well, mm-hmm. I guess they're also American. Yeah, both of you come from the Holy Land. Yeah, exactly. Balkans, and so, so it's it, it, okay. and, but but <laughs> I've, I brought that up to an Albanian, and they said no. Like most Albanians would do that for anybody. You know, they're willing to help you out no matter what. Uh, like even yesterday, I went to go pay my electricity bill, and I walked into the shop where I was supposed to pay it, and I wasn't really sure. I was kind of looking around, and there's a guard standing there, and I kind of looked at him, and I asked him, you know, in Albanian, you know, like I came to pay this, like where do I go, sort of thing, in my broken Albanian. And he was like, oh, you know, basically any of those. And so I was kind of standing there and I couldn't tell. They don't they don't queue here. They just kind of bunch up at the counter sort of thing. And so I was like standing there trying to figure out, okay, when when is it appropriate for me to go and like shove my hand in front? And this guard did it. He walked up and kind of shoved me in the, in front of people. And he's like, you know, he was here first. And yeah. No, that's another thing. Take him. Take You're him. an American speaking the local trying, language. That trying, gives you extra trying, trying. <laughs> Doesn't Stronger matter. I'm speaking. I'm you, trying. You can say trying. I'm sure they love it. Three words. You can say only three words in the language. They they will put the red carpet. Yeah, on. but so, it's like the same in Bulgaria. So to answer your question, Cameron, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just you know such an amazing person that they want to help me. Maybe my country is so amazing that they just want to help me. But overall, it seems like Albanians yeah. are very welcoming. But then that that makes it hard sometimes to know the depth of a friendship or relationship when anybody on the street is willing to help you with something then the guy that that you work yeah. with that he's willing to help you with the same thing but are you actually friends or is he just doing his his cultural is he being yeah i mean there's a whole yeah, yeah so you've almost got a double yeah there's guess. a whole cultural uh thing here called besa and it's just you help people who need help. It's why so many Albanians took in like the, the, the refugees from Kosovo because they needed help and so you help them. Or it's, you know, people in the mountains, they see yeah. you hiking and they'll invite you into their house for some food and, their, and some rocky or whatever, that sort of thing. Um, because that's just mm. part of the culture and it's like part of the tradition mm. of being Albanian. Um, and so there's this... Yeah, actually, actually, that's cool to hear about is because Albania... Uh, Albania is the only country I, I don't know people from on the Balkans. Really? And yeah, they, they have like a, wow. an, an interesting reputation amongst the other of countries course. on the Balkans. So, um, but from what I hear from you, they, they sound like pretty much the, all of us, all of the rest of the yeah, countries. Yeah, and, and, like and the limited yeah. knowledge that I have of the other Balkan countries, I would say that it's all, I mean, th- with the differences, they're I, all I very the same. I think that's the biggest problem on the Balkans is that everyone hates <laughs> yeah, each other. Yeah, they talk and bad about each other. See that, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they cannot see that basically we're the same. Most, of, most like, of the negative comments I get on my videos are from people that live in other Balkan countries saying, hey, Albania isn't like that. <laughs> Albania's terrible, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. basically everyone in Bulgaria, when they hear Albania, is like, they say, hey, don't go there, you're going to get kidnapped, drugged, or whatever. Yep. Yeah, just trying to scaremongering, almost. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in that a... coming from another uh, Eastern European country is kind of frightening. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in Spain, we're, uh, well, in more, a couple of hours north to me um, in Catalonia area, so like Barcelona, Tarragona, those sort of cities that are on the north 
east coast of Spain there. There's tension between Catalonia and the rest of Spain where Catalonia wants to be separated from the mainland of Spain. But I think we can keep culture in our back pockets for another episode and what's happening in politics, things like that, because we are drawing to a close on this episode. I, I think we've uh, covered a, a good amount of what home is for us, what we what we perceive of home and how how it's more the people than the location in the most part. Yeah, definitely people. I definitely agree with yeah. that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any any parting words you guys want to give to the listeners back at home about home? Nothing that I can think of. <laughs> Basically when we, you move Grab your wife, kids, parents, everything in the room. I mean, one thing that I would say if someone's listening that's thinking about moving somewhere is do whatever you can to try to make your new place a home if you're planning on being there for a while. So one of the things that really helped me was to establish routines that made me feel more like this is my home. So I'm not a runner, but I would I would go running every day or every other day or something so that I would have this routine where it's like, okay, I'm not just on vacation anymore, you know? Um, getting getting my own apartment, yeah. getting house plants in my apartment, that sort of thing are are just like helpful. Where I'm kind of putting down roots. They might be shallow roots, you know, um, but they're roots enough. But it's a right base. where I'm not living in a hotel. I'm not feeling like okay, I could leave in like you know ten minutes notice, sort of thing. Like it would take me longer to 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 uproot myself to move on. And and the quicker you can do that, the quicker you're going to feel at home in your in in a new country. Or Definitely. do something that you used to do back home. Yeah. Like I, I joked that, that uh, Germany is finally my home when I got stopped for the second time by the police. And uh, they were Don't confused. Don't speeding. Actually, I, I mean, I wasn't stopped. I was like a witness. <laughs> but they were conf uh -huh. uh, confused and they thought that I was from the, the side that did the wrong. So uh -huh. it really felt like home. <laughs> 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 Yeah, for me, for me, I think it's the uh, home is where, where you, where you want to be. Like it, it doesn't have to be one place. It can be where you want to be in that moment in life. And if if in this moment in your life right now, you, the place you're at doesn't feel like home, maybe it's time to go and explore, and find a home. I think that's, that's there hard. was a quote that I read that really spurred me to move on from from where I was in the US the current situation or the the situation in the past but the situation that I was in in the US and it was something like um, if you find yourself in the wrong story leave and so I was like you know what I'm not happy here I don't feel like I, my life is uh, moving forward here so I need to leave and find something else to do Yeah, I mean, that, I I think I saw this just before I moved, like this picture that said, you're not a tree, you don't have roots. If you don't like it, just go. There you go. Definitely, definitely. That's a very good metaphor to close on there, Martin. So uh, thank you everyone at home for listening to this first episode <laughs> of The Expat Show. We did it, guys. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for holding on for... I think we've got a good 40-minute episode there. And, um, yeah, I, if, uh, if any of you guys back at home have any questions, feel free to uh, 
send me a private message on my Instagram as well, which is at Cam Clark Spain. Um, any questions, just let me know there as well. We will be getting a email address for this show as well, so we can have one central location to ask you questions. Uh, but do you guys feel open enough to have people ask you questions? On Absolutely. Your if they have my Instagram is always open. Yeah, always true. open. I have so many people commenting or sending me messages that I see people in the street saying, oh, I message you on Instagram. And I'm like, you're going to have to be more specific than that. But I try, I try to reply to all of them. Uh, yeah, I try to reply to all of them. Yeah, I think yeah, and, we uh, should include directly links in the description to all of our social media so people can see what whatever fits them and try to contact us there if they want. Definitely. So look in the show notes, look in the descriptions. On uh, If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a little comment, a little rating. Maybe share the podcast with one of your friends. Maybe you know someone that's thinking of uh, moving to a new home. Or maybe you know someone who's already in a new home already. So send this little podcast their way and maybe there's some things that they can relate to that we yeah. talked about today. Thumbs up, like, whatever there is available on the platform. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, L- last week I said ciao for now, but this week I'm going to be going for adios, amigos. <laughs> uh, change it up a bit. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think that can be the end, that can be the closing for all of us, you know, because we're all amigos, so adios amigos works, right? Yeah, adios Adios, amigos. amigos.